Hey there, this is Liana, and you are tuning in to Sharpen Her Iron, conversations with dope women. I think right now in my life, the middle one has spoke the most to me. It is. Because I think we have, the, I have Perfection. a tendency. Yes. Girl. Like it has to be like exactly the right yes. way up front. I know. allowing myself to accept that, Liana, you can edit as you go. Like, it's okay. And I heard someone say, though. Planning and preparation, yes. though. Like, that's life. Yeah, so, it's fine. so for, ah. you have to find that balance between, like, yeah. when is it, like, how much preparation before you launch, right? And then accept that no matter when you launch they're going to be, gonna be things, things in the journey that you change on the way but if you accept wow. that up front then you're not as like hard on yourself or disappointed in it you're so, speaking to uh, a recovering perfectionist listen <laughs> that's why I got it on the wall to remind myself edit as you go it's still that's still hard to, it's still hard mm-hmm. to let it like sit up mm-hmm. in your heart it's still really hard well I'll give you an example this podcast so I'm like I got my little portable mic you know, and it's great. And is it a perfect sound studio with noise cancellation and sound like I'm in NBC studios? No, but do I not start my podcast until I can afford all Everything. of that? You know yeah, what I'm saying? No. You work with what you got. You work with what you got. Get the was content it? you was have. Bishop, didn't Bishop have like a sermon? When, I don't know if it was Bishop or somebody was there preaching. And they were saying something like, God is giving you everything that you already yep. need to Bishop. move forward. It was Bishop, yeah. Because it was probably talking about Moses. It's like, what, is, what do you it have was, in your hand? It was recently, I thought, this yes. year. Yeah. But I feel yes. like that's one of my favorite sermons. It never gets old. I've probably heard it preached by 7,000 people, but it, it always remains the same. It's the question that he asked Moses. What do you have in your hand? What do you have that you can work with right now? And wow. I then became an avid believer that everything that you need to do what God you has called you to do have. today... You already have. So if I don't have the NBC studio with the soundproof and the da 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 and afford all that, that means that I don't need that yeah. today to do what God's called me to do today. For so. me, that's control. That's about control and trust and not trusting God with mm-hmm. every aspect of... What do you mean? Break that down. Like, okay, so this is something. I'm in therapy and I'm working Girl, through this with my therapist. six years in. Um, <laughs> look. I am six years in. There... I remember at the beginning of this year, I don't know if you remember, I, I tried to tell my mom, and I feel like she doesn't remember this. And even Jason, like... By the way, we're recording. Okay. Okay. Thank you, going. But the beginning of this year, or the, the watch night service, mm. the song that they were playing was I Trust You, Lord, mm. by Donnie McKirkland. Mm-hmm. And it was the... Growing up in church, you've heard that song. Like, you mm. know all the great gospel people yeah. and all that. Yeah. And all that. Donnie was like one of you. Donnie, yeah, you got Kirk, yeah. you got Fred. Like, yeah. that's what you that had. Especially in our so, generation, that was it. That was that it. Was that was it. <laughs> so, I've heard that song 60 billion times before. And I heard that song that night. And I was like, ooh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds new to me. Yeah. That's different. I don't really, ooh, what do you mean? Like, what are you to talking about? Yeah. To trust him in that way. Mm. And to trust him in an intimate level. Mm-hmm. And I think... Because I've grown up in the church mm. and been around church, learning how to be intimate with God mm. is something that I'm just learning as an adult. Mm-hmm. And so learning to trust him with those intimate parts of me mm-hmm. and letting go of the control mm-hmm. that I have developed mm. as like defense mechanisms for myself to get through life. Mm. What does it mean to just, trust God with the intimate parts of you? What does that girl, mean? I'm learning it. I don't. It's, okay. I'm learning it. Part of that for me is not always trying to think everything through mm-hmm. have and a plan for every single step having every a plan stage, for everything cross every you know, key god be putting you with the people who are the completely opposite because yeah. my husband is just like kind of go with the flow this and yeah. this and that and i'd be like bro we got things to do it's a 
can we go? Like, yeah. this is the time we supposed to. Yeah. I have there is like yeah. that is me, yeah. and he was like, chill, have a seat. Yeah, yeah, like that is what that is, and so just being okay with like where I am, mm-hmm. what I'm doing, and not trying to put unnecessary pressure on myself. Um, so it's just, I'm, I'm still learning it. I'm still learning how to, how to interpret and Mm. look at the word of God and like the promises and the things that he said Mm -hmm. and what that means and how that applies to my life. Without having a whole, see like, it's like you can stand on the promises of God and still not know exactly how those are going to be manifested in your life and what the outcome is going to look like. For you exactly. So mm-hmm. even knowing the promise doesn't mean you know that exactly the way that I'm thinking. The or way whatever. that you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And just just kind of like realizing God is who he said he is mm. and not just knowing the word but applying it in my heart in a different way. And it's like when you grow up in church, mm-hmm. you know these things, you do these things. Mm-hmm. So what causes that shift for you? For me, honestly, I think it's just been stages in my life. Okay. Different stages. Right. So like out of everybody in my family, I'm the only one who went away to college. Mm-hmm. So going away to college was like the first stage for me because mm-hmm. that was a time where I had to decide for myself, do I believe in God the way that I have mm-hmm. been taught and brought up to believe in God? Yeah. Like, is doing devotionals, going yeah. to church, like, is this having a prayer life? Are these things really the things that I yeah. need in my life? Yeah. And you know, like, everything that was kind of going on around that time yeah. and yeah. Really, just trying yeah. to figure out, like, okay, yeah. where are we yeah. standing? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And what is, how does God, how does He inform this current trauma, pain, confusion in my life? And anybody can relate to that, no matter yeah. what it is. You have these seasons where it's like, okay, I've been hearing a lot about you, and where I believe you at, them. Bro? Where you at? <laughs> how does that now inform this current? season of my life especially like you said I'm not a kid anymore mm-hmm. it's not a routine that is put on me it's something I'm not that in I the church that I grew up in I'm, I'm not around college. my mother who's yeah. a minister like I'm not in yeah. that area so I'm like it was me and God at that yeah. time and it was yeah. a time for me to like test everything that I had learned mm-hmm. or that I thought I knew of mm-hmm. whatever God was to me at that time yeah. so like that was I would say that's the first stage like okay so you do believe in what you do believe in mm-hmm. and you have a basic understanding. I want to say a basic understanding, well, what, but what, for your own. What What happened inside of you? When do you know that you believe? Does that make sense? Like, I, like I, when I, do I, I know that it's me? When do you know that? Okay, no, I'm convinced. I'm confident. This is This is real for me. This is not just a storybook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was very important to me all my life. Like, do I really believe this? Is this real to me? How do I test this? How do I know? Mm-hmm. How does that, how's that showed up for you? So for me, it's like, it's like trying God and seeing him move. So the things, mm-hmm. the unspoken mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. the things that you don't necessarily like say out loud, it's all but you see it and you're like, yeah. Ooh, okay. Like I see you, like, you know, I know you've mm-hmm. been talking. I, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be doing, but mm-hmm. I'm here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's those things that you don't necessarily have to bring forward. And I've never, like, even though I've grown up in church all my life, I've never felt like I had to compromise. I don't want to say like compromise, but I never felt like I had to be like super churchy. Uh-huh. And then I never felt like I like there's no part of me that could ever just go buck wild yeah. and be out. Yeah. Like just be out in it. Because you know some people like, who grew up in the church. Like, yeah. Yeah. That prodigal that mentality. You, they they just go about, out and be yeah. like, whoop it. I, like, yeah. I was, there and was. That never felt right either. It ne- yeah. 100% never, it never felt, felt right. Like the times that I tried to dibble and dabble, right. I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never been like. That felt like it took work. Yes. I agree. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, and yeah. I was I was one of those people too. Like 
I am I'm the child who pays attention, who does what you want me to do. Yeah. I don't necessarily like fight Rebel. back or anything. I don't yeah. do I don't do any of that. And even in the times where I have tried to do that, I've realized that that is a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. It's not just something I was doing because of the environment that I've grown up yeah. in, but I'm just a do-gooder in yeah. the core of whoever yeah. I am. Yeah. That's that's just that. Yeah. So, let me ask you this then. How do you deal with or how have you dealt with Usually, like, do-gooders, whatever that means. But it's like there's this expectation that there's going to be, like, if I behave and I function this way, then the outcomes, you know, are going to be good or, you know, beneficial for me in X, Y, and Z, right? Like, it's like an equation almost. So what? how have you been challenging your faith when the equation didn't turn out that way? I'm in this, this part of my life where I understand that life happens. Mm-hmm. And... Some of the things that I've really been doing, too, is taking a step back and looking at, like, the life of Jesus Mm -hmm. and seeing some of the things that he went through and what he did. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that things were always easy. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the things, especially growing up in church and just, like, even if you're, like, a new Christian Mm -hmm. coming into it, people think it's supposed to be, like, all lilies and honey and and we just have, like, everything is here. And that's that's not it. That's not a struggle. Yeah, Yeah. like, there was was struggle. There was resistance. And there was those moments. And... And I think that normalizing that is he okay. He asked for the cup to, can we, can, can I do pass? something different? Is like, why does it be like this? And why Jesus does it have to can be like this? Jesus can ask that. So can we. And, that's it. and I've asked that question and I, I asked that and I'm saying, okay, so this is not happening to me. Mm. I, instead of thinking in that mentality, like, why is this happening to me? Why am I here and what am I supposed to get out of mm-hmm. it? And changing my thought. to me. That's like changing my thought process with this. Like I'm in this moment and I'm supposed Mm. to get something out of this moment. And taking that look at things instead of... It's a paradigm shift. It really helps me to look inside and kind of feel like, okay, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. Do I really want to be here? Like, where am I trying to get? Mm -hmm. It's like one of the things that I'm trying to do now is to not live my life as if I'm surviving, but I want to live my Mm -hmm. life as if I'm thriving. And so like surviving, not thriving. And making sure that... So how are you doing that? So some of those things, I feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a very compassionate person. I've always mm-hmm. been very nice. And so I always like to go out of my way for people. Mm-hmm. These are things that I just do. But I've realized that sometimes me going out of my way for people can be detrimental to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I am adjusting that instead of trying to change who I am and mm-hmm. not want to be that same type of person, mm-hmm. it's just adjusting the things around me, mm-hmm. creating an environment where I can be the person who wants to go out of her way for those people who mm-hmm. deserve that. And I create this ecosystem where that mm-hmm. can happen mm-hmm. and not have to feel like I have to change myself mm-hmm. or guard things up because of the people that I have like allowed mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I have allowed some unhealthy behaviors in like relationships and friendships and things that I have. And it's just a matter of like taking a step back, not feeling like I always have to say yes, Mm -hmm. not feeling like I always have to be that friend that's there, Mm -hmm. that good person. Because Mm -hmm. when it's not reciprocated and I'm over here crying to my husband and he mad because he didn't cause this, but he over here pat me on the back because I'm crying. I have to take a step back and look at that because it's not fair to him and it's not fair to myself. Yeah. And so it's really just changing the things that are around me so that I can survive. I'm not talking so I can thrive in who I actually am Mm -hmm. and not feel like I have to shut down Mm -hmm. because of the things that I've allowed around myself. You've operated, 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 and now you're on overwhelm mode Mm -hmm. and you completely shut down. Like, I get that, and that becomes like this cycle, and it's like, I don't like this 
pattern. This routine is exhausting me mm-hmm. in a way that it doesn't have to. If I step back and reevaluate, you know, how can I um, handle myself better mm-hmm. so that I can show up in the world in a way that is serving to both other people and myself at the same time. One doesn't have to give, you know, yeah. over yeah. the other. And realizing you're deserving of it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's something that I don't think that I ever really, I don't think that I've never ever said that I don't deserve it, but I've never treated myself mm-hmm. the way that I deserve and Why so, do you think that is? Do you think that was modeled around you? or I think that I've just always seen people go out of their way and, like, help others. Like, I mean, my mom, you know, yeah. my mom, like, just, I've seen that. I've seen my grandmother do those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're all in good nature. Mm-hmm. And I've seen my mom take care of herself. I've seen my grandmother take care of herself. But mm-hmm. it always, that always seemed to me like it was, like, a it thing of a value cost. to do. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. It was a good thing it, to do. And it was the, the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. and ha- I've had to take a step back and look like, look at, just because it's right doesn't mean that it's the right thing for you to do. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. And just and making sure that that same attention I'm giving to other people, I give to myself mm-hmm. first. So. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that um, last episode, last two episodes, because um, it's a part one and part two, it was mm-hmm. about utilizing the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you listen yeah. to that. And I think that even as Christians, sometimes we. We just, we immediately jump to functioning out of principle. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of functioning out of mm-hmm. the leading of the Holy Spirit. How yeah. is the Holy Spirit taking this? Which principles is he saying activate in this way right now at this time in your life? For example, me, you know, God has been getting on me recently about Sabbathing and really resting Girl. and really Spending building time that. alone. Yeah. He, how many times did he go away from the disciples? Yeah. Like, I need to go and be big. Yeah. Not... And they, those yeah, were people who were in the people. struggle with him. Yeah. You would think that that would provide yeah. some kind of community or some kind of strength. And yeah. yes, it did. And, in its own but way. he yeah. stepped away so many times yeah. to go by himself yeah. to and be to with God. Re- and to get rejuvenated and restored. And I think... And that's not pushed enough in the church. It's not... Like. No, you're right. You're not, it's not pushed enough in the church. I think we see this kind of... We've allowed the culture to infiltrate our, um, our theology. And it's kind of like grind, hustle hard, do X, Y, and Z. As if that is the definition of pleasing God. And that mm-hmm. is the definition definition of being a good and faithful it's servant and exactly know you exactly it's your heart it's relationship and it's being guided by god in the things that we do or don't do right mm-hmm. and it is so i believe that you, even when you read the scripture and you read about the sabbath and you read about like it wasn't it was two things sabbath thing is a sign that you trust god because if you can slow down long enough to take your hand off of it and not be working so hard, mm. it goes back to our conversation not about have trust, to control right? the pieces. You don't have to control the pieces. And mm-hmm. we may give God the glory, but we really got to give the glory to God when we take our hand off of it mm-hmm. because we have no part in it. Mm-hmm. And then Sabbathing also is the opportunity for us to be rejuvenated and restored. And so we're talking about really living out this kingdom paradigm. It's not always about giving to other people. It's not always about, quote, unquote, working hard. Sometimes it's about just resting and worship. Sabbath is a form of worship. Mm-hmm. To be able to sit back and say, God, look what yeah. you've done. Look yeah. what we've done in partnership together, you know. So I definitely think that that is something that needs to be built back into um, the routine of the church. And not just the routine, but it needs to be ministered more. And how do you be- know? Like, how do you know if you're in his will, if you're never taking the time to be quiet, mm. to be alone, mm-hmm. to be in those spaces? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you could be doing, like, the right thing mm-hmm. and, like, the thing that you feel like Christians should be doing, 
But at the end of the day, like, are you doing the thing that he wants you to do for right. you? Not just what the right. church wants you to do, right. but what you should be doing yeah, with him. For like, your life, for your yeah. decisions. I absolutely... Man, Sash, this is not even what we're going to talk about today. But it just kind of... Yeah. It's flowing it's in, in my life. It's been, it's, this is my life. I'm, I am working through these things. Yeah. Like, these are act, things that are actively on my mind. And yeah. these are the things that I am doing to make sure that I get to the level of, like, thriving in my mm-hmm. life that I feel like I need to be. How do you define thriving? Um, for me, I think there's a sense of peace. There's mm. safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, there would be no question about doing things that I feel like are true to who I am. Mm. I don't have, I wouldn't have to like think like, oh, I need, I can't do that because this person's going to be here or this or that, or mm. they may say this or that or whatever the case may be. It's like, no, just this is who I am. Exactly. Like there's just a certain level and it will require me to not think about others like before myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes my husband, like mm-hmm. my mom, my brothers, everybody. That includes thinking about myself first, mm-hmm. and then flowing from that, mm-hmm. and allowing that to be. So like, I'm, I'm gonna get there. Yeah, it's it's, it's that reality. There. Like you can't be good for anybody else if you're not good for yourself first. And yeah. the best of you that you can offer them will only happen when mm-hmm. you first pour into yourself and you first kind of like take care of you which you and me are we're both learning you can understand the thing conceptually but there's a difference between concepts and practice mm-hmm. you know and, so and even how, after practice like actually being there because you can just yeah. practice and do things yeah. but like is mm-hmm. it in you is it embedded will it never shift or change mm-hmm. if you kind of step out of it will you be able to pull yourself yeah. back in like yeah even outside of just the habits of it like letting it be a part of like who i am mm-hmm. like that's what I'm trying to get mm-hmm. to. Like, it doesn't shift. Mm-hmm. I think some... I, I, but I, I don't know. I think that comes out of practice. Yes. Yeah, I think the, yeah. the longer you do a thing, you know, you know, you know, mm-hmm. which we can talk about a little bit more as well. It's like, financially, the longer mm-hmm. you practice a certain type of, you know, budgetary habits, the, the more that you eat in a certain pattern, the, the more that you work out, the more... And it's not that those things are not difficult or don't, don't take discipline, mm-hmm. but it, it becomes easier and a more part of just this is my life now this is my routine of life you know and um yeah so i think that's the same thing with self-care it's the Mm -hmm. same thing with sabbathing it's the same thing with um thriving Mm -hmm. thriving is not something that you just it's not a switch that you turn on it's a it's a a, the practices and a lifestyle that you start to you know kind of adopt and when and you look up and you're like okay i like i like the way this feels Mm -hmm. i like the way this feels i was um i'm currently in a you don't know this, but you're about to find out now, a career shift. And mm-hmm. I'm leaving the job that I've worked at for so many years that it's almost kind of just defined, you know, for me, a lot yeah. of who I am. And just kind of navigating Dang. the, you know, the emotions of the change. And, you know, yeah. we did an episode on that. And um, with, with Joy and really, and I would literally, a lot of what I was talking about there in that episode, I didn't talk about yet because it wasn't something that I could publicly uh, talk about because it just hadn't happened yet, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was the, Dang, all the crazy. emotions that's that crazy. come <laughs> with uh, uh, shifting, you know, um, in a particular area of your life, especially if it has you've allowed it to define to who, define you mm-hmm. to define you and who so, you are, what you do, yeah, like, yeah. And so it's the yeah. questions of like, who am I apart from this, right? Mm-hmm. When the truth is, you. Sh- I should, quote unquote, have never been defined by it Mm -hmm. to have to ask the question, who am I apart from it? Right. But that's a part of this journey of life. A lot of people can probably resonate with that and coming back into a a realization of you've always been who you are. 
the job didn't make you, you made the job, mm-hmm. right? And you were good for the job because of who you already were walking into it, yeah, right? All those things are still there regardless all of All those things the are still there, be. whether the title or yeah. the place where you do it at, mm-hmm. you know, is there or not. And just kind of believing that. But when we're thinking about the thriving part or even like when I ask like, what do you, how would you define thriving? I think for me, my um, Joy, the person I did that show with, in our just in our friendship, she said something one day, and it really kind of just shifted my paradigm on how I view life. And it wasn't a lot of people will ask me when they find out that I'm leaving my position, um, pastoring at the church. A lot of people will ask me, "What are you going to do next?" Mm-hmm. And um, Joy allowed me to answer the question, "How do I want to feel?" Mm-hmm. Now, what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. Now, what, now, what do you? How do you want to feel? Because if you can define how you want mm. to feel, you can create. You can do anything. You can do all kinds of things. You can create. Because here's the thing: I can, I can function in the same. Let's. Let, I can function as a pastor at one church or another church, right? Mm-hmm. But feel two completely do, different ways doing it. Mm-hmm. I can do all kinds of things with my giftings, but feel different ways d- based on the routine of my life, mm-hmm. the culture of the environment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like all these kinds of things can can shift how I feel about my life. And so if I focus on the act or the the occupation, mm-hmm. I miss out on the reality that what matters more is That's when I you. wake up in the morning yeah. and I go about my day, how do I want to feel? What do I want my day to feel like? How do I want my day to unfold? And then that helps me then decide what I do or do not commit to. If my mornings are really, really important to me and that and it sets the tone for my day, I'm not working a job where I can have to start at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it could be the same field, right? Yeah, it could yeah. be the same one. And some people are like, I can work in the morning because I want my night times. So I want to spend happy hours. But I know Liana Saida Sims, I like to, <laughs> I, I prefer to work out in the morning and I prefer morning devotion. There's just certain mm-hmm. things that I prefer. And I'm not going to say there's never going to be a day that I can't work early in the morning. Around, yeah. But for me, thriving in this season of my life is me being able to definitively define how I want my life to feel how I want it to unfold. And then if I can do the work into positioning and creating that type of routine, then for me, I'm thriving because I'm more, I show up better. So how do you want to feel? How do I want to feel? I want to feel purposeful. I want to feel like my actions came out of a place of passion Mm -hmm. and not that I was chasing a dollar. Mm -hmm. Not that I was chasing money. I want to feel like I, my day unfolded. That I didn't wake up in the morning and there was just this angst and this anxiety to immediate. And some of that's my control. It's not mm-hmm. about employment, right? Mm-hmm. That's not like it's bigger than employment. It's how it's what are the um, activities that I have to do in my day that help me to feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it my reading time in the sauna? <laughs> you know, is it that I need to exercise because it, the endorphins and just the feeling of success is really important. It helps me to feel successful at the top of my day. Mm-hmm. And so then how I approach other assignments, you know, it just feels um, very, um, I'm already energized, yeah. you know. Um, I want to feel like everything that I touched turned to gold. Like, mm-hmm. and, like I want to feel okay, like Oprah? all of my actions, <laughs> all of my projects, all of my, everything that I was a part of was associated with something I enjoyed doing. Now, there's going to be the tedious parts of the mm-hmm. job that you don't want to do, right? Like, that's that's just a part of discipline. That's just about being faithful. That's about getting over the hard stuff. So I'm not saying I want it to be Disneyland where I never have to do an Excel document. I never have to send yeah. an email. Those things are just part of, you know, the process. But, like, 
that's how I want to feel. You know, like I want to feel like I'm enjoying life. I'm affecting people's lives in a positive way, mm-hmm. and I don't have to think twice about how my bills are going to pay be paid, and that my gifts are literally making room for me. That they're going to open the doors. They're going to open the doors. I don't mind working hard. The hard work just has to feel like it's associated with With passion and purpose. With an outcome that Mm -hmm. I can look at that and be like, that's dope. I like that. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll sit down and I will edit these podcasts and I'll do it. Because fundamentally, I believe in the outcome. Mm -hmm. When I get Mm -hmm. the text messages that are like, yo, that show was for me. Mm -hmm. Then all the tedious hours, it's the setting up the schedules to do the pocket, like that kind of stuff. Like, I don't mind the grunt work when it's associated with an overall outcome that I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. And it felt like if I did that and it needed to be done. And if I didn't do it, there was something missing in the world today. Like, that's how I need to feel. I want to feel that when I have children. I want to feel that when I'm married. I want to feel that whatever project I'm working on. And if I don't feel that way, and when I start feeling like, this is a really big deal. When I start feeling like I am, I got to get this done so that I can pay a bill. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, the motivation's not the same. And I get it. There are seasons of life where you got to be like that. You got to get the work done. Being able to have this conversation is I also feel to some degree is a privileged conversation. Like, because mm-hmm. some people, that that's not their reality, mm-hmm. right? But I think if the world should be like that. Mm-hmm. And if we have the opportunity to live that out and then to, in some way, create that space for somebody else, which is ultimately what I do want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I haven't always said this verbally because I was afraid of people's backlash or their opinions about it or even my own feelings of inadequacy associated with it. But one day I want my I want my own church and I want my mm-hmm. own community center and it's gonna be this one and the same. Mm-hmm. And I wanna be able to create spaces where people can learn gifts and be trained and have access to the ability to thrive in those ways. Mm-hmm. Because especially in uh, black and brown communities, I do not believe that we or low income impoverished communities, I do not believe that we lack intellect. I don't believe we lack skill set or mm-hmm. creativity. We lack access to resources. Mm-hmm. And those resources are both Monetary, like physical resources and the resource of other humans as models for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if Even I access prefer- to knowledge. And access to knowledge. Access to knowledge. If, if you knew, I know there's, if certain people had the knowledge that they had today back mm-hmm. when they were in high school mm-hmm. or the knowledge and access that other that people we would have done first, it differently. Oh, man. We would have done even literally. all these math classes. Literally. The math classes from day one should have been about how do you use your money. Because that is the dominant form of math in our everyday life. But we spend 12 what's that, what's years. What's the thing called? The quadratic formula? Is that, a who plus cares B about plus that? whatever, whatever. Who cares about yeah. calculus? Let's talk about stocks. Yeah. And we both, we both took AP Cal. And we, oh, exactly. Why? And care for so what? much about passing it yeah. and having these extra scores for college. And at the end of the day, it feels like you start over after college when it comes to real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't need that. Because you don't you need, need that. You need it to get into school, but you don't need that in everyday life. Yeah. So, so you're like, right. How are you preparing people? Exactly. And a lot of a lot of kids in in um, more affluent homes or whatever, they may be going to school, but they also have real time access to their parents and mm-hmm. their businesses and how they're handling their money and certain training that, unfortunately, because of our plight, we did not have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, it's like, okay, how do I want to feel? I want to feel like I lived a life in such a way that everything I got, I gave. Mm-hmm. I want to die empty. 
I want to die. Well, I mean that everything that's been poured into me, I poured out before I die. Meaning you've done what you came here I've, to do. I've done, what, I've done what God put me on this earth to do. That every bit of knowledge I got, every bit of understanding that I received, every insight that I got, every access to anything, there was somebody else that, before, that, that has it, share it before I die. Yeah, that makes sense. That they got something out of purpose. it. Purpose. You want to live more out of the yeah. purpose instead of just the actions. Exactly. And, and not just the knowing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, who can't? Like, it's just, it's, it's taking this and being able to say, I've, I've handled it in my life in such a way. And the best life lived, I feel like, is the life that you are personally transformed and other people are transformed by it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere else outside of just you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's how I'm like, you know what? Like, what better way? I'm like, I'm a preacher and I care about people's everyday life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's get it popping. Let's put it together. I'm a creative. Like, I care. I want all the things that I care about to be in one space. Mm-hmm. Access to mental health at lo- low to no cost. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's here's a studio. Here's a cafe. You can do some study in there. Like, just everything I care about in one space. And on Sunday, we have in church. <laughs> you know what and I'm saying? You gotta know that. And you, you gotta know that. You can come or yeah. not come, but the point of the matter is everything that I preach about needs to it's be accessible to you, to you when you get up out of this service. Yeah. We're gonna pray, we're gonna lay hands, we're gonna put that anoint that oil, we're gonna mm-hmm. call down heaven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the end and, and, and not even at the end of the day, and then Holy Spirit, what is the strategy to help us live this since we're on this earth? We're here. Mm-hmm. Until you come back, Jesus, and get us, or we die before that point in time, we're here. So there's something about the prayer when, when Jesus said, your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. We're mm-hmm. here on earth. So what about so the, where kingdom? the kingdom? Here? Where's the kingdom here? Yeah. Where's the kingdom here? Mm-hmm. And in and, and every aspect of life, yeah. that's thriving to me. Yeah, I get it. feels good. It feels good. It feels good. Now, the, the struggle for us A-type people is to not feel like on June the 14th, I got to have the whole strategy <laughs> on what that looks like. Girl. I'm taking a day away to go to, to San Diego on Monday, and you should see my list. I'm like, Liana. I got to do this, this all, this, try and get this done before yeah, you get this here. Yeah, I, I got 18 things to think about. Oh. I'm like, Liana, this is, overwhelming defe- yourself. <laughs> this is defeating the purpose of the retreat in the first place. You're over, I have, you should see my list. I'm like, Holy Spirit, help me shorten this. And figure out what this actual day is supposed to be about. Because we do that. It's like, all right, I have the vision. I have the plan. I know what's motivating, what's driving me. And then I have given myself an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. Because I'm doing all of these Because in one day or one weekend, I think I'm supposed to figure that all out. I've given myself permission to have like one day a week where I just flow. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, okay, I'll get up Mm -hmm. and I'll figure out. All right, well, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, and just kind of let things happen. It's so hard mm-hmm. because I'm used to things being timely uh-huh. and adding up. What and day is having that? Things. Or usually, it, just, it just happens with what, at least one of the days. I will say, like, it's been Sundays recently. So okay. I'll, I'll get up, and if I want to go to 7 a.m. service, I'll get up and I'll go to 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. service. If I don't, I'll sleep in, okay? So is this day no alarm set? If you wake up, you no wake up? No alarm set. Come on. No alarm set, girl. Okay. Because okay. I have an alarm for every day. Like, no, um, but I'll, yeah, I'll just get up. And that can mean my husband go to church and then I don't. And I'll mm-hmm. be sitting there or mm-hmm. I'll do something. And mm-hmm. I just kind of do what feels right next. Mm-hmm. And that is very foreign mm-hmm. when you're used to having a time, yeah. you know, Three days a week, my alarm goes off at 4 a.m. to get up and go to the gym. Like, yeah. I'm, I have to leave my house by 6.15 to be at work. Like, mm-hmm. these are what the things. What time do you go to bed? Um, I should go to bed by, like, 
9 o'clock like if I'm really good. And you like, get up at 3.30? I'm like 3.45. Okay. That's like the, the gym alarm. But like if I'm not going to the gym, then I'll get up at 5 to be out the house. Um, and so, yeah, I've just... I've only done it twice. Mm-hmm. But... I oh, have this realized flow, this flow, this the flow, flow is new. The flow I sleep is new? better. Come on, at night because I I haven't been carrying around this to do list yeah. in my body. In your, come on, in my body to do list in your body. No, that is me, <laughs> Sasha. It be all up in here, in my neck, neck and my shoulders. That's the way you could have possibly described it. Because I'm not carrying around this to do list in my body. Yeah, the stress on just the fit the thoughts that are consistently running. And the, and even too that like, was taking today. the time to realize that I've been doing that. So like mm. they're um you know like the Headspace app, mm-hmm. how they have like mm-hmm. they have like the body scans. The medita- so, is that a meditation app? It's like right? a meditation app, yeah. yeah. Um and so I've done it a few times in the past. This week I did like a body scan, but I did it with like prayer. So like mm-hmm. prayer and meditation, which prayer and meditation to me honestly is just about the same thing. Mm-hmm. To some degree, like different there are differences, yes, but I think you can put the two together. So like mm-hmm. I was putting the two together. And in doing that, I'm like going through my body and I'm mm-hmm. praying and I'm focusing on one area and I'm feeling the tension there and feeling it like release. So I carry like a lot of tension in my jaw, like always mm-hmm. mouth is like always tight mm-hmm. um, or like in my shoulders and just kind of like allowing myself to actually relax. Like mm-hmm. and that's something I told, I told my therapist this too. And I, we didn't talk about this, but I told my therapist this that like, I don't know if I really know what it feels like to completely relax. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever just completely relax and how do you know if you're there i don't know but i feel better than what i did before mm-hmm. that's kind so, of like so what i'm judging it off like, of right I now i felt this before so i'm more relaxed yeah than i've ever been mm-hmm. you know yeah and i'm not operating like with tension <clears throat> and once you recognize like where you are and where you should be or where you were you'll re- you'll realize the tension like mm-hmm. even like when driving like you know being in la traffic is like ugh. Yeah. and i work far away from where i live so like i always had like tension in my body driving because I'm mm. trying to hurry up and get home. Yeah. I'm not going to hurry up and get home. It's going to be an hour and 15 minutes yeah. minimum. So I need to yeah. let that go. Yeah. Like so trying then to can you put those things into in. that journey that helps it to not be as um, daunting or you're focused on getting there. Rather that's, I know you listen to yeah. podcasts. I, I listen to my podcast <laughs> yeah. and it is renewing your mind yeah. and changing the thoughts and yeah. shifting my focus. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get home any faster than this. Mm-hmm. This is when I'm going to get home. So mm-hmm. letting myself go of the things that I'm like, putting on myself the pressure that yeah. i'm putting on myself yeah and um back to the whole need to be in control right? yeah and that, i mean i did that body scan and i'm like wow like okay this is where we at so the this app was headspace headspace yeah headspace headspace yeah. i think that you know really it's it's hard it's hard for me uh to to slow down and force myself into mm-hmm. a space where i'm i'm resting and i'm accepting like you said, even with when it comes to traumatic or painful situations that take place, this isn't happening to me. Yeah, it's it's it's, just, it's happening, mm-hmm. and I'm affected by it. Yeah, you know. That's so, one thing yeah. I realized. My mom, she started doing this. I was like a few years ago. She would just book a trip to go to Palm Springs, and she'd go to Palm Springs just to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like. As the older I've gotten, I realize how important that is mm-hmm. because I'm like, dang, maybe I need to book a trip just to go yeah. to sleep. Like, yeah. I have nothing on my list to do. Go to a nice place yeah. to sleep. And yeah. if I get up and go to the pool, that's Great. cool. But if I'm not, literally yeah. just going to, like, sleep. That That's big because even with trips, sometimes it's just like you've overloaded them with all these things that you're going <laughs> to do. That is like, how yeah. relaxing was it actually? Yeah. Yes. Or did you just come back from your tip very tired? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Did you come back tired? Did you actually relax? Like, do you have a to-do list every day? Why do you have a to-do list every mm-hmm. day? Is part of the experience just enjoying where you are? I don't know if I said this already, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a little one-day mini retreat on Monday to San Diego driving. Now, it is a, a clarity-purposed mm-hmm. retreat, but still... I got like 18 things yeah. on the list that I need to address and figure out how I'm going to incorporate or manage in my life. And this is kind of like the thought of that already. It's like, Liana, woo. Why are you doing this? Stop. And that's, and I think it's, I feel like sometimes it's okay to have a list, but maybe instead of 18, just focus on one. Yeah. Because it's, you're much more three. effective. <laughs> <Yes>. You know, <laughs> three, right? three is better than 18. Almost three is better than 18. Yeah. But sometimes you're much more effective when you just take the time to focus on a few things versus like yeah. a lot. Death and we both trained ourselves yeah. to be good at doing a whole lot yeah. of things. Like multitasking yeah. is in my blood. Yeah. But that's part of the tension in your body. Yeah. You, you allow yourself around to multitask all the time. I feel like I'm all, I don't feel like I ever stop. There's only Your brain one, is always going. It's always going yes. and it's very yeah. difficult to do one thing and just be focused on that one thing. I'll give you mm-hmm. an example. Even when I'm doing my personal bible study mm-hmm. as a preacher you're you automatically have- thinking about how you can turn this into a sermon <laughs> and it's like why can't this just be Even about my personal growth yeah. with that no sasha it's going to the next book mm-hmm. it's a it's a sermon it's, yeah. it's already being repurposed for something else it's difficult to just show up it's like if I'm cooking, wait, no, no, no. I could be washing clothes while I'm boiling those I eggs. I can listen to this podcast. I can listen this exactly. Too. Like I can make a call. Like it's I'm figuring out how to do more than one thing at one time. There's probably yeah. one thing in my life right now that I'm just doing it, and it's because it, it literally requires of it. Is um, God told me to start 40 days of prayer, mm-hmm. um, a prayer, and to do it. I'm doing it actually on the Sharpen Her Iron Facebook page. I do it live every morning, 5 a.m. PST time, and. I cannot, I can literally not do anything else other than that in that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like, yeah. it forces me to, you have to do it. To just, do, to do it. Yeah. And it's literally nothing else. I think it's the one moment of my day. Dang. Dang. Mm-hmm. It is the one moment of my day where I am only focused in completing 100% connected to this moment. And I don't even watch the time. I don't, when it's done, it's done. And the crazy part is today is June 14th, so I'm already I'm only on day I'm on day 14, mm-hmm. which means prior to 14 days ago, there was probably not a single moment in my day that even if I tried that I wasn't doing at least one. I'll give you an example. I read in the sauna. Mm-hmm. Like I can't like it's like I don't even know how to be in the sauna yeah. without, without doing to something feel like else. You have to do something. It's like yeah. I could be maximizing on this that, time. Yes. Yeah. I could be getting this content and it's mm-hmm. great, but I think even that when you allow to control your life, that becomes a problem. Exactly. You need to be able to multitask, but when it's like literally infiltrated every single part of your life and you can't sit there and just relax yeah. or give yourself that time yeah. like I envy my, my husband he could literally he'll have a to do list and he'll get up and he'll do his list and then when he's done he'll go sit on the couch and he will fall asleep in 3.25 seconds I can't do that I, it takes it takes hours for me to fall to asleep down. I gotta get this done 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 first and mm-hmm. do this okay well if I shower now or do this does that affect the morning mm-hmm. and thinking about all like my, that's all how my brain it. thinks all he's just it. like okay it's time to go to I'm sleep done. and he <laughs> He's sitting for more than three seconds. He falls asleep. Dang. That's not... And it's good for me to see that yeah. being modeled because yeah. 
Like you that is what that. I need. Yeah. You and sometimes you like, need to be able to, you know, <laughs> or maybe not to my Step level, it up but, a little bit. You know, <laughs> being able to like see that it's like, okay, it is doable. Yeah. Maybe not to the same extent, but also like making sure that I measure it to like what is good for me. Yeah. But just still having that example in front of me every yeah. day is like sometimes okay, it just needs to be modeled for you, right? Yeah, you you kinda gotta see it and Yeah. And you know, he's really good, like, all right, if it doesn't happen, let's go ahead and switch something else out. That you know, and that is, and not I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that right now. I'm in that in my life right now, and really starting off. Part of the prayer time is me starting off the day and saying, "God, what is what is your will for?" I have a list, and there's nothing wrong with having a list. Mm-hmm. But what it's almost, I have to declare what gets accomplished today, what's supposed to happen today, and what doesn't. It wasn't for today. Mm-hmm. No matter if it was on was my this list gift, or not. Was this list ordered by God? Right, or did Asking I like, like come the Holy up with it? Holy Spirit, is this list just me, or are you in this list? Yeah, too? yeah. Yeah. Are you? Because you start. You said something before about you can be doing right things, but mm-hmm. are they for you? And that's really what I believe. I'm like, there's a difference between being right and righteous. And righteousness is not about not sinning. Righteousness is about living in the will of God, mm-hmm. which includes not sinning. Yeah. So it's, those things kind of come together. They come yeah. together. So am I living a righteous life? It says the steps of a righteous man are ordered, order. or a righteous mm-hmm. woman are ordered. And so the question of am I allowing the Lord to order my steps? And am I falling into line with him or am I consistently disappointed with him because he ain't falling into line? <laughs> you ordering the <laughs> with steps, the, with the steps him I'm to ordering. See, okay, like, is this good? Right. Yeah. And telling him to validate or stamp approve them instead of giving him space to say, no, Liana, it can actually be mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of the thing, too, with like knowing so much of the word. You know what good steps would be. So yeah. you're not doing nothing that yeah. would be out of control. Yeah. Like you're doing things that will be right yeah. and within the will to right. some degree but right. is it what he has yeah. defined yeah. for you like yeah. learning how to flow yeah. in God's the holy spirit flow will, in god in that and, and then there's god's different. specific will for your life yeah. there's an overall will you don't have to ask god questions about his general will okay so you don't have to ask god if it's cool for you to murder somebody yeah. like he's never going <laughs> to give you a specific revelation about that you know what i'm saying like no time it's day. clear it it's clear Mm-mm. but career transitions that's mm-hmm. not in the bible that's you and jesus mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying how yeah. to handle your marriage how to raise your children like of course there's principles but what to do in specific scenarios and how to handle your day you got to rely on the holy spirit for that mm-hmm. And we talked about this with Tracy last week a little bit. She touched on it. And it's just really been in my environment a lot lately because last Sunday was like the the Sunday that, uh, um, like the anniversary of Pentecost and when mm-hmm. Holy Spirit fell. And it's like a lot of times we just focus on like kind of the quote-unquote, and I'm not being disrespectful, the dramatics of it, mm-hmm. meaning like, you know, yeah. the tongues and the mm-hmm. fire and the language and mm-hmm. all these things. And we kind of stick there and we kind of have a, you know, a celebrate you know a celebratory experience but yeah. the holy spirit was given to be our personal companion to be our instructor our to be our advocate our comforter mm-hmm. our guide and so if we're going to be celebrating pentecost then we need to be we need to be utilizing the gift that was given mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. the gift was given living on the inside of us if we're saved and we have a relationship with jesus christ we have this gift it's like using an un- it's like having a gift but never using it Never opening the packages, never seeing how it works, never allowing it to actually benefit your life. And I think we do that with the Holy Spirit all the time. We oh, have I feel him. like you need to use it in times of like crisis. Like oh, you yeah. know that it's there when it's in crisis. Crisis, but like yeah. Allowing, and that's the thing, going back to like 
allowing him into the intimate moments of your day mm-hmm. like allowing him into the intimate spaces of wherever you are mm-hmm. and letting that be how you flow like yeah. it's just it's different because we talked it's about different. the start of the show like yeah. what is intimacy what God mean what does that look like how do you develop that and it's really treating God like he's there yeah <laughs> really treating God like he's your friend really treating God like he is the best I have some dope mentors in my life and Sasha I'm telling you right now like I will call on them I will get advice from them. I will tell them details of my life mm-hmm. I will trust that they'll give me some good advice like even like and it's like wow what if I and I know God gave Did them the to me but what if I yeah. really treated God like that mm-hmm. how would my life be radically different if when I spoke to him I actually thought he would speak back if you nurtured your heavenly relationship the same way that you do your earthly relationships. We will be on a whole nother level. You know, but thank God for grace. Yeah. And it's always, there's always now. It's oh, there's always now. The power of right now. There is always now. Yeah. So how do you listen to this podcast and do something different on the other side of it? How do we leave from this recording mm-hmm. and allow this to not just be a conversation, but there be... There'll be the power of now. Mm-hmm. How do we get up from here and say, okay, I get to do something a little bit differently than I did before I entered this moment, yeah. before I entered this show? How do I allow the Holy Spirit to adjust and navigate me in the rest of this day? The rest of the day? The rest of this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. All aspects. It's even, even this episode, I said, Jude, we're going to talk about faith. Fitness and finance. You see how I threw all those F's on there? being all yeah. preaching with it. We're going to talk about these three things. And we will. We'll come back. We'll come back. I'll have you on another this show. Is definitely. This is faith. This is it's definitely faith. faith. It's yes. the evolution of faith. The things that have come through. Yeah. Yes. But you I know, want it in a more practical way. Like, how does your yeah. faith influence your money? How does it influence yeah. your finances? Like, how do you not kind of separate those and treat them like they're different pieces of the pie, right? You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, that actually flows from this because... The way that it influences my finances, it's just because I like to be in control and I yeah. just didn't trust. Like yeah. it came, it came out of a negative place, but God has used it for His glory. Ooh, we gonna talk. So, that is our next. That's a whole other thing. Wait, we're gonna yeah. end right here, <laughs> man. I didn't even introduce you guys to Sasha. She is, she's my oh, yeah. God's my sister, my friend, my this is soror. Family. This, this is, is family. This is it's, my mother's other child. It, like, it really is, and I am so blessed because the reason why I started this podcast is I've, I told you guys many times before is because I have all this dopeness in my life. And around me and I was like how can I take this and put it on a platform where it can influence the lives of so many other people and Asasha is one of the most amazing down the earth like full of character and substance and still a, a regular person mm-hmm. out here figuring out life like the rest of us and I think that's what we need because when we feel like we're only hearing from the quote unquote experts whoever they are it feels like they're detached yeah. from our everyday life mm-hmm. experiences but when yeah, you have people too. who are like yo I'm in it this is what I've learned so far and this is what I'm still I'm learning literally in it like I'm in this conversation Come on. right now I'm living we're talking and I'm preaching to myself yeah. like this is I, those are all my sermons. This is it. Yeah. All my sermons are always hitting home first. I'm like, y'all don't understand. I'm just giving y'all what God was giving me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. let, let us grow together. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a daily thing. Daily walking. Man. Daily walking. Manna. Fresh bread for today. This is what we need to try to figure out how to move forward in today. Mm-hmm. In just today. Not life. In just today. And not life today. Mm-hmm. Today is the life just we today. have. This moment. You know, so thank you all for listening and thank you, Sasha, for being here. 
I will definitely bring you back uh, for another episode because I think you've done something amazing. Um, you said come out of a negative place as far as like as far as your control issues, mm-hmm. but I also think there's 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 power to learning about how someone else has disciplined themselves, and especially as um, as being our, my peer, you know, uh, age range, and really seeing like you don't have to wait to another point in your life to kind of get control of whatever situation that you feel like is out of control mm-hmm. or not the way that you want it to be. Control in a positive way, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes. Like I said, yes. your strengths can be your weaknesses. So mm-hmm. in one way, they are strong, and there's something that you can you know, um, build from and give to other people. But whenever your strengths become a hindrance for you, that's when it has turned over into being your weakness. Yeah. And so, there's a whole nother podcast. Look, look it's, it's a whole it's, nother it's podcast. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on right yes, now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, y'all, Yay. stay connected. Listen, share this with a friend. It's been dope having you, Sash. I love I'm you very, very much. I'm glad I got to be here. Love you too, Lily. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on Sharpen Her Iron. Go ahead and like this, share it with a friend, and subscribe to our podcast for more conversations with dope women. If you want to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at the Queen Liana. You can email us at sharpenheriron at gmail.com. Engage with us. Let us know what you think about the show. And for all upcoming events Sharpen Her Iron related, go ahead and visit our website, sharpenheriron.com.